Entrepreneur on Fire 879. Inspiration defines EO Fire. Launching your podcast in 15 days defines freepodcastcourse.com. Ignite. Set your business apart from the competition by rediscovering the lost art of human interaction. Visit callruby.com slash fire and use promo code fire. In addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off plans plus free activation. Looking for an automated investment service that helps you rebalance your portfolio, reinvest dividends, and maximize your after-tax returns? Wealthfront is ready to serve you. Fire Nation, get your first $10,000 managed completely free by visiting Wealthfront.com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house. Johnny Doom is here, and I'm fired up. To bring you our feature guest today, Kui Vo. Kui are you prepared to ignite? Yes. All right. Kui worked as a stockbroker for Merrill Lynch and H&R Block before graduating from Michigan. He is the founder and CEO of Bloomforth, a tech startup disrupting the market of small business software with an integrated cloud-based application system. Kui, given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon the biz. I actually dropped out of high school um, uh, when I was 18 years old, moved out of my parents' house, and started living in the car. At that time, I was uh, selling insurance, worked my way up. Um, I just really didn't see the, the benefit of school at that time. Um, I started in retail and then worked my way up, starting selling cars, and then after that, uh, insurance, and then got a, a gig um, at h and Block as a, a stockbroker. I uh, became top rookie uh, stockbroker for that branch. And, um, you know, uh, market crashed in 2008. My branch manager approached me and said, hey, you know, you should consider going back to school with the market the way it is now. Um, you're a talented kid. You know, you should consider it. Um, at that time, I really didn't know because, you know, I was making, you know, decent money for a 19-year-old. Um, but I, I kind of gave into it because, you know, he, he, he kind of convinced me at the same time. He said, you know, you have nothing to lose. We'll pay for it. So I did that, you know, um, but the problem was I didn't have a high school uh, diploma. So I went, I took night classes um, and then went to community college at the same time. Um, uh, after my first semester, uh, got a 4.0 and I kept doing that. And then, you know, two years after that, um, I resigned from my stockbroking gig and uh, got accepted to Michigan and uh, among other schools. Uh, Michigan gave me... Um, Pretty good uh, grant size, so I uh, went through with them. So, anyways, after graduation, I, um, you know, I, I went back to the soft brokering game um, at Merrill Lynch, but didn't wasn't really satisfied. So that's when I started looking into development of uh, applications, especially for small businesses, because my clients were small business. Um, then I realized, you know, we started doing research for the clients, but the research that we're providing, they didn't really need it. So I asked them what they needed. They said, well, we want more technology. So I started building the technology component. Um, the downside is I don't have experience in building apps or programming, per se. So I took a class. I learned um, online through YouTubes and varied method, um, and I was able to build the first prototype of inventory product. So, Kui, I want to talk to you for a second about Bloom Forth. You know, this is before we get into a couple other things. Like, we're going to be talking about your worst entrepreneurial moments. We're going to be talking about an aha moment that you've had. But I want to get into this first for a second because I think it's an important point for Fire Nation. You know, number one, 
you did something really well. You asked your clients what they needed. You know, so right. many of us skip over that point, and it's such a critical factor for us to do. At what point did you settle on Bloomforth and, and get into that for a second? Like I said, I started doing research, um, uh, market, strategic marketing for, for uh, small businesses. Um, and I approached, I went door knocking, I approached um, the small business, I said, you know what? Um, what is it that you need to learn? Would you, would, do you need to learn about your competition? Do you need to learn about how to capture a bigger market? What is it that you need? And after getting this door slammed in my face a couple of times, um, I, I just went out and asked, hey, then what is it that you need? And that's, that's, that's when the aha moment came in, uh, when they said that I needed technology. But, but after researching, I realized there's already a lot of technology out there. I mean, you look at you know inventory management, uh, point of sale, appointment booking, all that. They're already out there, but the one common thing is they specialize in in one particular app. So I said, you know, a business is a unified system. It should be a unified system, right? Because the you don't you don't you shouldn't separate. Even though there's different departments, they all should work together. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, why not build a system instead of an application for small businesses? So Kui, you have Bloomforth. And you have this tagline for it afterwards. Now, I'm just going to be blunt here. I think this would be helpful to have a really healthy conversation about this. I think it'll be helpful to Fire Nation. I think it'll be helpful to you. And it'll definitely clear something up for me because I'm just going to come on and say it. Like, I think the tagline that you shared in the intro for me to share is poor. A tech startup disrupting the market of small business software with an integrated cloud-based application system. Now, to me, who's pretty knowledgeable about the entrepreneurial world, but not very tech-savvy, that means absolutely nothing. I know that my listeners are definitely in a majority of the same base. There's probably a certain percentage that understand that completely. Kind of explain to me why you went down that road and and what it really means. Sure, sure. So we started out... Uh, our tagline in the beginning was big technology for small businesses. Um, and, and, and that's very vague. That is, yes, it's very vague. And, and, and um, they didn't really know what type of technology. We started going out, okay, we have to be a little bit more descriptive. Um, is, it, is it a software? Is it a web app? So that's when we started to fine-tune um, the tagline. I do agree with you, however, um, it is, it is poor. It's, it's a little bit verbose. We want to trim it down even more. Um, I'm working with a, a marketing department. You kind of find, fine tune the, the tagline, but that's. So let's start at the beginning of it here. Like you start off with a tech startup. Why, why do you want that part in there? That was, uh, our marketing idea, uh, the marketing team's idea, because we wanted them to know that we want people to know that we're young and we're, and, 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 and. Kind of edgy. Edgy. That's correct. Okay, so then you move forward from that and you're saying disrupting the market of small business software with an integrated cloud-based application system. So what is that integrated cloud-based application system to somebody like me who doesn't really understand what that terminology is? Sure, sure. Um, Like I said in the beginning, um, there are already applications out there that will do what we do, but they're segregated and they're, they're cumbersome and they're expensive. So by integrated, what we did was basically what we mean is we pull all those applications together um, and we make it into a one single system. And it's on the cloud, meaning it's all online. 
So you, you don't need to download anything. Um, and, and that's basically what it means. Okay. See, I think this is really helpful, us kind of talking about this and going through it. And I think you're very gracious about having this conversation with us right now because it's obviously something that you as a company are growing in your building. You're looking to improve. So you're being very gracious with my honest feedback. And I hope that you think that's just what it is. It's just me trying to make sense of, of what your company is so I can kind of break it down for my listeners. So as we go forward, we can say, okay, let's really pull out how Fire Nation can get a lot out of this. So very valuable stuff. Kui, let's move forward now. I want to talk about a moment in your entrepreneurial journey. I want it to be your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us to that story. Take us to that moment in time and expound. I think the worst entrepreneurial moment for me was at the beginning, uh, everything was great. There's a lot of energy going on. You know, I had you know basically stopped, stopped, quit my day job and poured a lot of efforts and resources into it, you know, into this this company. And everything was growing. We're attracting investors. It's great. But then I realized that we're grow, we're building a company, not a camp. You know, this is not it's not a summer camp. So what I'm trying to say is, when we first started, we hired a lot of people that was over our budget. And I think the worst part is we, I didn't think about it in that terms. You know, I, I recruited a lot of people who I knew instead of recruiting the talent. So that was my worst moment. So we bled a lot of cash in the first couple of, uh, actually six months into launch. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, we're doing this all wrong. Let's just start from, from, from scratch again. Fascinating. So one thing that I really want to dive into is that early part of the startup. Now, for me, I'm reading a book right now called Startup Land. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. It's the journey of Zendesk and how they started as a very small company in Copenhagen, Denmark, and eventually moved to Boston and then San Francisco. And how they went through those same struggles. You know, they wanted to grow fast. They wanted to meet demands. They had hit it big in a couple of areas. So they were taking on so many clients. But it's such a struggle to know when to hire people, when to bring it on. Because employees and adding people to the team costs a lot of money. It really does. And you can just, as, to use your, your words, bleed your reserves down. So how do you kind of balance that? How do you really make sure that what you're doing is the right move? Great question, John. So we really looked at our financials. Um, at, at the end of every month, um, uh, we started auditing our, our financial, and we realized that uh, because there's, we broke it down to, to two types of, of, of um, categories, right? We have people who will make the product better, and then we have people who um, bring in money. So and the people in between, Especially at a lean startup, you can't really use a lot, utilize them because obviously they're just at cost at that point. For example, an accounting and HR department, that's not really necessary at a startup. And that's when we started to figure out, wait a minute, a lot of the people that we brought on, they're a cost. They're not, they're not, they're not bringing us any money and, or they're not making the product better. And that's how we knew we had to change um, our route. So Kui, I want to do a shift here because I think we really, did a good job kind of talking about that tough time that you went through and, and what you would have done differently and you know what you now do moving forward. I think that's going to be helpful for our listeners. But let's talk about an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that for you, Quivo, went on at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. Buddy, you've had a ton. I know it. But what's one, one story sure. that you really think could impact our listeners, Fire Nation? Sure. 
I think the aha moment happened when we started uh, working with a payment processor as a partner. So we just we just signed an agreement with Mercury Payment. Um, they're they're under the uh, Vantive umbrella, one of the largest payment processor in the world. Um, so before we didn't have that. It was just purely we just build application and let people use it. But the problem that we figured out was people like it, it's a cost, right? So so if you if you if you enroll for an app. You pay the co- you pay the app uh, builder, and that's it. You use it, but it doesn't really bring you revenue. So that's why uh, companies like Square and other uh, uh, pay, uh, front end co- uh, you know companies that were able to grow fast is because they have both the back end and the front end, meaning to bring in money and as well as to keep track of expenses. So our, our aha moment happened when we realized, wait a minute, we're missing that that component to excite people. About hey, I'm growing my business at the same time I'm reducing costs. We had the cost uh, that, um, covered, but we didn't have the revenue component, and that's when I realized you know a partnership is a great way to go. So you have that aha moment. What specific actions do you take to turn that idea that you just had right there and make it successful? Sure. So uh, I could have done that two ways. One is we could have built the platform from the ground up, which will take uh, time and money. So I realized that there are so many uh, payment processors out there. Actually, I was at a convention, uh, a trade show, and uh, a lot of them pro- approached me and said, hey, you know, we noticed that you build POS systems and uh, among other things. Do you want to partner up with a payment processor? So I started doing research of what a payment processor can do for our company. And I started, started picking up the phone and I started calling people. And I wanted to see what, what can they offer us. And we went with Square because of their, their track record um, as well as what they put on the table for us. So that's, that's how we decided to, to partner up with them. I really appreciate how you're kind of taking us through your mindset and making the decisions that you made and why you made them. You know, I think there's a big takeaway here for Fire Nation is if you're looking for continued revenue, Fire Nation, with your business, that's ongoing recurring revenue, You have to have your customers get results. You have to have success within your customers. You know, for instance, Podcasters Paradise, we make sure that we get people to launching that podcast. You know, that's our focus with that. We get them that result so that they're happy with their purchase into that community. For Webinar Fire, we get them to that webinar stage. Kui, for you, what is that specific success metric that you measure your customers getting? Sure. So, so we send out surveys uh, every month, uh, basically asking what they think, um, what type of uh, features they want to see, and as well as we measure retention. Um, so, if somebody signs up and uh, they they start paying, um, how long do they stay with us, and do and and um, what are their feedbacks? So, so far, I uh, I love to say, uh, you know, we have a hundred percent retention. So, wow. everybody who switched. From another uh, vendor, whether it's uh, Square or QuickBooks, they completely stay with us and they haven't left us. And they're, although we're, we're not as big as them, we're constantly improving our apps based on their feedback. So feedback for us is extremely important. That's what I love, Fire Nation, and when we have people like Quion that are showing you that, yes, there are big players in the market who a lot of people will look at and say, they have that market corner, there's a monopoly there, there's no room. There's always room to move in and to get your share of the market if you go forth and are willing to, number one, 
offer a little more, a little better, whatever that might be that the customer actually wants. And the way that you find that is by these surveys, by these interactions with the actual customers you have in place, valuable stuff. And Kui, we're moving into what I love to call the one minute mindset, where I'm going to ask you five questions. It's five questions that are insights into your mind. Take about a minute-ish to answer these questions. Number one being, ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? The first 60 minutes, um, have, a, uh, have breakfast. Uh, then I go on and because I work with um, other developers from different countries, I check on their progress. Um, I email my team to let them know what's our plan for today. Um, and then I, I have a to-do list um, for the following day. Um, and then, you know, start work from there. What is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I think is I have too many ideas going on at the same time. Um, and I think too much. Um, and, and so by doing that, I kind of lack the, the, the precision and the focus, um, of, of doing a task. So for example, if I'm, if I'm writing an email, I'm actually thinking about what else I can do after this email. <laughs> And, and it turns out when I write the email, it's, it's all messed up. So I got to go back and, and redo it. But yeah. There's a phrase that I love here, Kui. It's one inch wide and one mile deep. When you're looking at a certain project or task, whatever it might be, just go real deep in that one thing. Don't be that person that's going one mile wide and one inch deep on all these different things. Because just like you mentioned with your email, everything's going to suffer. What's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? I think uh, my ability to plow through things and my dedication. Uh, as I said before, my personal life, um, as well as my professional life, um, nothing was handed to me. I just, I love learning. I just love plowing through things. I just love, I didn't, when I first started the company, I didn't know how to code. But I literally went to the bookstore and just picked up books to stacks and tons and tons of books. And I started reading about it and I started watching YouTube videos. That's how I was able to learn everything. I mean, whether it's, it's, it's uh, going back to school or um, starting a company. I've, I, if there's something that I was interested in, I wanted to learn. And I, and I did by myself. Kui, there's a quote here that I want to break in as well. If you want to be, do. I wanted to be a podcaster. The only way I was going to be able to do that was to actually podcast. And just like I'm sure you were a very poor coder when you started, I was a very poor podcaster when I started. But here we are, 879 episodes later, you're going to get a little good by actually doing the thing. And so, Kui, you went out there, you wanted to be a coder, you had to code, you had to learn that thing. And Fire Nation, whatever you want to be, the resources are out there. Go invest, learn, and do. What are your thoughts, Quay? I think that's that's per- you said it perfectly. Well said. Thank you, Quay. What is one habit that you wish you had? Better sleep patterns. I mean, I, I my mind br- uh, runs so much that I <laughs> uh, I don't sleep that much, and 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 I break sleep cycles, and it, I'm very inconsistent in that. So if I could if I could have a, rid- a schedule. Uh, tight uh, sleep schedule and stick to it, I think I'll, be, I'll feel a lot better and I'll get more accomplished. Kui, 100%. There's nothing, almost nothing more important than sleep. You know, maybe just water, to be honest. I mean, we definitely <laughs> need water. But sleep is absolutely integral. I mean, to me, my eight-hour block of sleep, nothing takes priority over that at night. 
I highly recommend you and anybody that's struggling with this fire nation to read the book, 21 Ways to Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. He's actually my personal mentor, has a great podcast called The Model Health Show. And man, that book, 21 Ways to Sleep Smarter, I implemented 14 of those immediately upon reading that book and they all made a massive impact. And I've even implemented a few more as I've gone forward. It's just absolutely outstanding. Thanks for the recommendation. I'll look into it. Cool, Quee. What's one thing amongst all the things that you're excited about that has you most fired up? We are growing uh, our company and, and we've gotten to the point where uh, we, could li- we, c- we don't need to raise an additional fu- uh, capital um, and, and we're self-sustaining. So I'm very happy for that. So Quee, we are about to enter the lightning round. So don't go anywhere, brother. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Ready for an automated investment service? It has arrived. Wealthfront is an automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way by monitoring your account 24-7 and automatically rebalancing your portfolio, reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest investors. Plus, Wealthfront charges only 0.25% per year, less than one-fourth the cost of a traditional investment advisor. Fire Nation, Get your first $10,000 managed completely free by visiting Wealthfront.com slash fire. That's Wealthfront.com slash fire. Wealthfront Inc. is an SEC registered investment advisor. Broker services are offered through Wealthfront Brokers Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk and there's a possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com slash fire to read their full disclosure. Great businesses are driven by great customer experiences, and that's a fact. According to the American Express survey, three in five people would try a new brand or company for a better service experience. That's more than 50%. That's what makes Ruby so great. Their highly trained team of receptionists can handle all your nationwide calls with a perfect mix of friendliness and professionalism. With Ruby, you'll elevate your business to stand out from the competition simply by being there when your customers need you most. At Ruby, it's not just about what they do, it's how they do it. Think of Ruby as your company's ambassador. Exclusive offer, Fire Nation. Use promo code FIRE. And in addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off all pricing plans plus free activation, a $95 value. That's callruby.com slash FIRE, promo code FIRE. Quee, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Great. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Giving up the stable income is probably the biggest thing. The risk that, that, that any entrepreneur is willing to take to, that, to make that first step. What is the best advice you've ever received? Launch fast. Nothing's ever perfect. Just get it out there and test the waters. Yeah, I feel like I'm being a quote machine today, but it just works. Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn, the founder, he said, if you're not embarrassed by the first shipment of your product, you waited way too long. Kui, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Yes, so I'm very curious. I love learning, like I said before, um, I just absorbing information, whether it's about business, technology, religion, philosophy, I, I love it all. 
Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yes, it's Bitbucket. I love it. It's similar to Git. Um, basically, you, you have you can share code among your your peers. So I use it to basically communicate and share code with my guys uh, overseas. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Kui, what would it be and why? Something that sticks out in my mind right now is just The Prince from uh, Machiavelli. Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so we've teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Kui, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and five Benjamins, $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Sure. So I would, uh, I would buy a laptop or a computer if I don't have one, uh, do some research about what, uh, what's the current event. So that way I, know I can kind of get myself acclimated to uh, my current world. Um, and then after that, I start to explore. I go out, I start to mingle with people. Um, and then uh, once I learn that, I, I will build something. Um, to basically find a way how to go back to my, to my world, what, I, what I'm, I'm used to, um, and build a way to get there uh, and then exit. If there isn't a way to get there, um, then I will continue to building on what I've learned and start anew. Kui, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Great. So... My, my biggest advice to any entrepreneur is, is have faith in, in your product and yourself um, and take that first leap. Uh, you can visit our website at bloomforth.com. Um, just send in a contact uh, or uh, you can check out my LinkedIn. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with and you have been hanging out with Kui and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Kui. Q-U-Y. In the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up with everything we've been talking about, his links, resources, book recommendation, and Kui, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Ignite.